feel like that's a good opening sound. <laughs> did, did somebody take that? Uh, I don't know. JJ has the growth stock meme stock error died. 2001's definitely not happening or you know 21 or 2021 yeah it's definitely not the same as what's going on right now that's for sure but hang on though with that being said didn't we didn't like the people who are familiar with the stock market know it was going to happen what do you mean know what was going to happen that stuff was just too elevated when you say people that know, I don't consider myself like below average in knowledge of the stock market. Right. But like, yeah, I mean, did we, I think like what was going to happen happened? No. Do we? Or were we going to correct this much? Yeah, I. But I, I. I will like, say when I've heard some people on YouTube being like, thirty percent down is not too far fetched six months from now, and I'm like, no way, man! I didn't think it could happen this fast. Hmm. It's happened fast. Yeah. I mean, we maybe Peloton could happen that fast. Mm, yeah. SoFi. <laughs> yeah. But what, what we've been talking about since January, I don't think we expected the market to... We just officially entered a recession, right? Two economic quarters down, GDP growth down. If that's what their definition is now, I guess. I guess it depends on... Yeah, if you ask the to. White House press secretary. Right. But... For all intents and purposes, we are officially in the the textbook definition of recession. Mm-hmm. But as YouTubers, are we YouTubers? I guess. We're YouTubers. It's a bad name now, I feel like. No. <laughs> We're YouTubers. Yeah. Is what we see on YouTube, the growth meme people, yeah. is gone. Pretty much. And Bitcoin. Mm, crypto's still out there, I feel like. Yeah? Yeah, it is. Okay. I do. Like, here's the other thing, though, dude. Like, I don't think growth's gone. Like, I don't think it's... It's just not popping like it was in 2021 because not everyone's a genius anymore. It's not get rich quick. No. It's not get rich It's not like, let's talk about this stock and then next week it's going to go up another 20%. Nothing like that's happening right now. No. So, it's not... It's harder to find good quality growth companies that are still downtrending, but you know in the long term and you got to back up your statement and be like, well, this is why I like these companies. Like... I'm still doing my growth portfolio on Robinhood and I get shit about it. Like I keep doing that. Uh, you know, Oh, good luck with your growth portfolio during a recession. You know, I'm like, well, it's kind of the point, you know, I'm loading up now. Billionaires are made. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do like, this is, this is where I think you can find some good opportunities in the market even though we may still have another 20% downtrend to go, even though the market's been up the past five days in a row. But I do I think we could hit a lower bottom? Sure. Do I know? Absolutely not. What kind of expertise do you need to be able to know these things? No one can. Not even so Warren Buffett the, can. The average money listener, that's the point I want you to make. So the average money listener, you say like, I think it's so good. Like, how do you know that? It's a complete guess. Okay. And even if Warren Buffett, if we were interviewing Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger right now, and ask them the same thing. Say, where is the market going in the next six months? They would say, no idea. React, don't guess, right? That's right. So it is a coin flip. Plan for the long term, not the short term. So how how are we like getting... Because I at least feel like 
and I got a little bit sucked into the grow stock life. I mean, I've lost big on Peloton. I lost on Tattoo Chef. I lo- I've lost on a couple things that same SoFi. I lost on SoFi Palantir. I lost on Palantir. Well, you lose and you sell. <laughs> yes. So yeah. Well, when you trade options, well, yeah, and you different. don't know stocks. Like I don't trade when I sell. I trade when expiration comes. Yeah. But I also trade with a very small percentage of yeah, my net worth. Yeah, yep, that's true. So I mean. But I'm definitely not seeing those videos. Like it would be very easy for me and you to have a conversation and be like, hey, I'm making a uh, next 2X growth stock, yeah. next 5X growth stock. Yeah. Like that whole. There's uh, no videos like that anymore. Like even the strongest of the strong, even Tesla. Yeah. I, I know I'm supposed to only whisper Tesla. But like the, if if you ask me now, like five, I think I asked somebody that's a big Tesla holder, like 500 or 1200 or 500 and a thousand. What's next? Yeah. Right. Even, isn't it funny how mind shifts happen so fast? So fast. It's a, you get, you can only go so far to get punched in the mouth. That's right. Right. Once you get a punch in the mouth, your whole like life just shifts. That's why it's so important to invest in good quality companies and as we've always said too, it's like, if you just stick to, it all comes back to the index funds. You know, if you just stick to your index funds and then also what we're going to talk about too, but you're so better off because a lot of the growth stocks that a lot of people are in are down 40, 50, 60, 70, 80%. And S&P's down what, 30 from all time highs or something like that. So it's hard to beat the market on a consistent basis. We've been saying this for years, dude. Kathy Wood is a thing of the past. Yeah, she is. But what, it's crazy. But she can rebound. Oh, absolutely, dude. We could turn into a new. We could turn into another twenty twenty one tomorrow. No one knows. Right. And then you will see the. And then you, mark my words, you will see the growth videos come back. Well, and this is the difference between trading and investing, for sure. Right. Investing is like we're just going to do this long term yeah. and not care. I think what a lot of people are doing right now who are buying in this market are long-term investing right the quick the get rich quick is it's over and and we've said on this podcast we we've kind of begged for what's happening now to happen i got a video on my youtube channel i did it was like i'm praying for the next stock market crash and people are like you're an idiot right what? no dude that's how you make money and now we get the same comment where it's like are you still happy mm-hmm. you still happy you still, yeah, you still, how you doing? How are your stocks doing? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, well, first of all, you learn how to trade both ways because you can trade and invest at the same time. But we, the the main reason we're, like I said, once again, the main reason we're not worried about downturns is because the speculative things we do right. are done with such a small percent of our net worth that it is kind of like a for entertainment purposes only. Yeah, I'd agree. So the, the other way that- To also try to make a little extra money. I guess the other way that I'm kind of comfortable is because I am a lump sum investor versus dollar cost averaging in, but I'm more some DCA, things, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, but some things are dollar cost average just by nature. Your yeah. paychecks and your yeah. 401k and some people that just believe in it wholeheartedly. So I do lump sum when I have it, but I also dollar cost average according to my paychecks, my monthly expenses yep. and things like that. So another way to protect against this is to just stay in the game. Yes. Stay in the game. Dollar cost average. I know every single week I have money going in certain places, and that's kind of what we should be doing as well. Yep. So let me ask you this then. With what all we've just said, 
I've noticed something that's gotten a little more popular lately. Go ahead. And we've been talking about this for since Average Money was created. Oh, I know where you're going with this. Do you know what is it? What am I say? What am no, I gonna say? No, no, no. You tell me. So you gonna say dividends? <laughs> dividends. Yeah, dude. So I feel like so many, many more people have been talking, or I don't know if they're moving to that direction. Which I will say, I've, I saw a quote out there the other day. It was like recessions make new dividend make growth investors dividend investors or something like that i was like that's pretty funny but it's true i mean like i can't say that i'm not one of those people think about recession right what's happening stocks are going down what happened what happens to good quality companies when their stock price goes down what happens to their dividend yield goes up goes up what does that mean more income more money for your dollar I know a lot of dividend investors right now who are jumping for joy because of what's happening right now. I mean, I love it. It's awesome, dude. Again, this is another opportunity to make more money. And I will say that, that that's kind of like the best part about being in this community and even being friends with you or being friends with people that are having different opinions than you, right? You can't all drive mm-hmm. down the same road because as people know, I was very anti-dividends. I I used to be dividends. Then I was like, why are these forced taxes? I sold off my entire dividend portfolio. And then you were like, Brad, I'll let you do that. But I'm slowly going to educate you. And I slowly got educated. Then I got back into it right before all this crash this year. And now that's like the only thing that's green for me right now. Yeah. And the dividends are still coming in too. Oh, I love it. That's why I said earlier, like, you know, good quality companies. Cause like I have, I remember, dude. So, uh, for any listeners out there who are dividend investors, you may know this. So a big high yielder, a uh, a mining, a fellow mining company. Um, I don't know if I've talked about them on here before, but I talk about them on my channel, Dividend Freedom Channel, Rio. Could you start? Hold on. They'll just brush over that. Dividends are so popular right now, you started a separate channel from your main channel to just focus on dividends. Yeah, but that was before dividends got popular. Right, because you... but. Only you said before they go. You're not following trends. No, right. You started it because you were like, because I'm a dividend investor. Yeah, and you're like, I don't even care if this is a slow channel. Right. Like the main channel algorithm is not picking up dividend videos for me, so I'm going to make a different. That's right. I'm going to target a different audience by starting a whole new channel. Yes. Which did well, and now now it's popping. It's like more. You get more views on your dividend channel than your, almost main, your main channel. More. Oh, it's more than double the um, the amount right now. And it's a difference of sub count of like over 100,000 subs. 140,000 difference. Yeah. So if you want to start a YouTube channel. So <laughs> Throw some dividend videos sub, out there. No, I'm saying sub count doesn't <laughs> yeah, matter. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Not at all. But you it's believe. All about you believe. So, and that I think when you like transitioned into that, I'm going to make a channel about it. That's how I knew you were serious. And that's when I got back into it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, man. I was saying, I'm not trying to sound like a hypocrite, like, like a bandwagon guy. You can do whatever you want. I know I can, but yeah, like, yeah, I am more glad that I got back on the wagon before I realized the true power of them. I'm lucky. There's some people that are transitioning from growth to dividends right now. Mm-hmm. I'm lucky that I had people like you around me to like smack me in the face and be like, just diversify into them a little bit. Yeah, and, and I, like, and then growth's not bad. Like, no, no, no. I have a totally, I have a whole new 
like portfolio that's growth focused. Right. You know, so like I believe in having diversification within your investments. But I've never been like an individual stock guy. Right, like, right. Dividends yeah. for me yeah, you're right. is the most like individual stocks that I'm really going to go mm-hmm. because I've, I'm an ETF guy. I'm going to say you're not, but I'm saying like even most probably too because of rage, like the, the nine year difference, like you were, you could be more risky with your investments than me when you were saying like, you know, I'm going to go individual stocks. I'm like, I'm ETFs. And mm-hmm. one day you're going to be like, I'm only ETFs. I'm going to be like, I'm owning in bonds these <laughs> yeah, days. Yeah, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I think yeah. there's a little bit of that involved. But now the dividends. Yeah. But, but but just to say, to clarify, majority of my money in the stock market is in ETFs. When I random, I make a, like maybe once a month I make a dividend video. Right now they're my most viewed videos. And see, that's what I mean though. Like. That's where that like transition's going is they're like, oh, well, I can't make money with growth right now, so might as well earn some dividends. But see, that's the best part is even when you're buying dividend stocks, whenever growth's happening in 2021, you're also getting the appreciation in your stock, in your dividend stock. You know, like my dividend portfolio was still growing at the time whenever growth was skyrocketing. So like, it's just all about how you see that. But to get back to what I was saying earlier, uh, I forgot the point exactly I was making, but... I did want to say this because this is important to realize for people who want to start buying dividend stocks. Rio, Rio Tinto is a stock. It's a, a, a mining company and they're a very popular name that comes up a ticker in my comment section, RIO. And it's because they were like a 14, 15% dividend yield. Yikes. And I've said in so many comments, I'm like, that sounds a great, it sounds great. It sounds amazing. And mineral and mining stocks can do that, but they're very cyclical. What goes up comes down and it goes over and over and over again. Whenever the highs are good, they're doing great. When the lows are here, they're not doing so hot. So they just announced that they cut their dividend by 50%. The point I'm making is... It's a big cut. It's a big cut. The point I'm making with that is, is that you have to buy your companies correctly if you are going to buy single stocks. So I'm a big believer in when I'm looking at dividend companies, I'm looking for something that's going to be able to consistently keep growing their dividend even during a downturn. So how do you do that? I asked you about this, actually. Sorry to cut you off. No, you're fine. Go ahead. But I asked you about, um, you know, how you are evaluating stocks. Because I'm sure there's some people listening, and thank you for listening this far and not even knowing what a dividend is. But, like, the criteria, I think, is is very important for people like us that kind of know there's also people out there that have no idea what a dividend is. It's essentially a thank you card with some money for owning the share. Pretty much, yeah. The big companies that can don't need to kind of keep... I, I've had people say, like, it's not a thank you card. It's a, a pity card. Like, mm-hmm. these are old, dead companies that kind of don't make any more margin. They kind of just sustain life. Coca-Cola's and the Pepsi's and the McDonald's of the world. They're never going to do anything crazy. So it's not a thank you card. It's a pity card. Here's some money. Thank you for mm-hmm. staying invested in us as pity. I, I used to believe that. Yeah. So it's like, how do you, how do you talk to these new people that are like, I want to get into the Tesla's and the growths and things like that and say, why not just put some money in, and go long-term and not think about the short, like what is short-term long-term for you and how should people evaluate these companies that are, because to the average listener, mm-hmm. somebody that's just getting invested, 
most of the companies they know about, because we preach investing companies you know about, they're dividend companies. Because by the time everyone knows about them, they're pretty, yeah, they're pretty bland. So, how do you say to people, it's not a pity dividend; it's more of a let's go. Consistency is best. So first, I think the point I want to make is if you are the Tesla growth investor out there, I'm not trying to change your mind. Okay. Like do like do what you want. You are your own man. See, that's a problem with the finance community. Or woman. Or woman. What yeah, but you know what I mean. I feel like that's a problem with the finance community as a whole. Not YouTube, but finance in general. Like tech, like Twitter, I see this a lot where people like to voice their opinions on others that don't agree with them. I'm not social media for that reason. Dude, it's horrible, man. Like I see people literally get in arguments about you know, should you pay off your mortgage or should you invest or should you have, you know, uh 3 months of expenses in your emergency fund or 6 or is 12 months too much because you're going to get lost on in inflation like who fucking cares good debt versus bad debt who cares like dead snowball versus dead avalanche here's my thing dude like if you follow good money principles most of you listening out there know what i mean by that you're living below your means you maybe you don't even like hold a budget but like you know roughly what you make and what you can spend in a month like and you're investing money for your future. Other than that, like, <laughs> like these people who like want to just voice their opinions and stuff. I'm just like, who fucking cares? Like, do what you want to do with your life. Don't tread on me or don't talk about what John's doing and how he's wrong. Who gives a shit? I don't care. Yeah, I don't give it. It doesn't change my life at all. So I, I, that was kind of a tangent, but I wanted to make that point. Because like that question you asked stems from what's going on in the finance community, I feel like. It's like, well, how do you justify what you're doing? doesn't matter. I don't need to. Right. You know what I mean? It's I want to I do it because that's what I want to do. Could I make more if I go 100% to VOO? There's a possibility. There's also a possibility that my dividend portfolio will outperform VOO for the next five years. I don't know, and I don't care because I like cash flow. That's why I'm investing in my... So let me ask. Let me ask. Answer your question real quick. You know how, how do you say it's not a, a pity or whatever? So could companies instead of paying a dividend reinvest that money? Like like look at a company like Berkshire Hathaway. You could look at a company like Berkshire Hathaway and say, well, they've never paid a dividend because Warren Buffett says they can use that money better to grow that business more and give you a higher return versus just paying you out that cash in a dividend. Which is a true logical tough to argue with that. Guy. You can't argue it. But what like, I guess the point I would make, or what I'm saying is, you're right, and Warren Buffett is correct. There are a lot of companies out there that can reinvest and grow more, but not not every. There has to be a plateau. Yes, there has to be. Yes, like if you're Coca Cola, there's only so many. Like people. how much can they like return in their business to grow more? There's only so much bags of Frito-Lays that Pepsi can sell. There's only so many humans on earth. Yes. So it's like, if you're Pepsi, which is an ETF essentially. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, yeah, you have X amount of people in the world. X amount of people legitimately can purchase your products. Like how many cans of Pepsi can you really sell? Right. 
And you have to be okay with that. Like, if there's six billion people in the world, and you have three billion people, or you sell three billion cans of Pepsi a day, like, you're not trying to get to six. You're not trying to get everybody in the world to average two cans of Pepsi a day. You just say, hey, we have a pretty strong hold on the market. Yeah. Here's what our revenue is going to be. We don't need to grow, so we don't need to invest in growing. So as opposed to investing in growing, we can give the shareholders a little bit of kickback. Which is going to entice other shareholders to buy into that company. Which supply and demand raises the share price. Right. Because the company doesn't really care about the share price. Mm, the I share mean, price doesn't affect the company. The monetarily. CEO cares about that share price. Right, because he owns a lot of shares. <laughs> well, and he also is, honestly, like based on performance right now, Big time CEOs are hired and fired based on share price. Right. But the company monetarily yeah, yeah. doesn't. Because yeah. that was a misconception I had when I first started investing. Right. Like as the share price goes up, like as Tesla goes up, the the balance sheet of Tesla doesn't change. That's, I mean, right. yeah, it could, but yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty much. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah because I'll bring Peloton up again. I'd like to bring them up because I'm hoping they recover. <laughs> But like right now, their gross revenue is more than their market cap. Mm. So it's like they have to go back. Yeah. Up, right. You can't go bankrupt when your market cap is less than your gross Actual revenue. Actual gross revenue. That's yeah, true. Question I want to ask you, because I heard you mention it, is, and here's a question I get on my dividend videos. Brad, your dividend portfolio is three percent. Hmm. VYM is 3.25. SCHD is approaching 4%. Why not scrap your 25 stocks and go right into an ETF? Right. And my answer is always like, I have those in other portfolios, but I like I like investing in individual stocks. I like diversifying. I like taking risks with growth, quote, growth dividend stocks, mm -hmm. wherever you draw that line. What do you say to those people? Because I don't know what the dividend yield on your portfolio is. My dividend yield on my dividend portfolio of 25 stocks is like 3%. That's, so a, that's about where mine's at right now. So that's less than VYM, and that's less than SCHD, which are like the, the biggest ones outside, right? Are those yeah, the I mean, ones? they're they're pretty popular. Right okay. Now. So why not sell off my 25, mm -hmm. put it all in VYM, end of the day. Have a great day. Good question. So let me answer first by saying what I do. So my dividend portfolio that I started on my Dividend Freedom channel has about, I was trying to do it in my head, 30, 45, 55. So 55% of my total dividend portfolio is in ETFs. Okay. So it's not individual stocks. Right. Okay. So 55%, 30 of that is made up into SCHD. 15% is in JEPI, which is the JP Morgan Covered Call Income Equity ETF. 10% is in VTI. Okay. So VTI isn't really like a dividend-focused ETF, but we all know I love VTI, so <laughs> why not have it in there? It's VTI. Yeah. No no reasons needed. Absolutely. And it pays like a 1.7 or percent something dividend yield. It's the best uh, savings account out there right now. It's, yeah. So that's that's what my portfolio looks like. And then the other 45% single stocks. So somebody could ask me that same question like how many stocks? Um so I have I think I have 18 total holdings, three of them being ETFs. So it'd be 15, 15 single stocks. Okay. 
So people could ask me the same thing. Well, you have 55%. Why not make it 100? So my thought process is is, is a couple things. One, I want to own a larger ownership in certain companies that are not a large percentage of SCHD or VTI. Right, because these ETFs, they scoop up a bunch of different dividends. They they essentially make a dividend portfolio for you and then Correct. put their name on it. Correct. Okay. So like if you look at the top, the highest uh, company in, in an ETF based on the percentage of the allocation to that portfolio, meaning let's say Apple's at the top, right? And that ETF owns uh, or is made up of all the money in that ETF, 7% of it goes to Apple. So now that ETF has a 7% ownership in Apple. So now my portfolio looks exactly like this ETF, but I get to pick and choose what those other percentages are for those single companies. Now, why do I choose those and why do I add them to my portfolio? First is because I like to, most of the time, opposed from a few, I like to buy stocks that are on sale. So my dividend portfolio is also a dividend growth investing portfolio as well as a kind of value portfolio. So I'm buying good quality dividend stocks that can afford to pay their dividend and grow their dividend over time, but are also trading at a relatively decent value right now. Okay. So that's where I kind of come in and say, oh, if I'm buying... Uh, I don't know what I'm, I'm trying to think of something right now, like Microsoft, they're down low, or if I'm buying, um, you know, Smith & Wesson or whatever it is, you know, whatever I can come up with, uh, Stag right now, maybe trading at a, at a good, uh, you know, price point, then I want to add them in my portfolio. And that's why, that's that's one of the criteria of why I do that. And I may also want to own a larger percentage. And, oh, T. Rowe, T. Rowe is another great example. Uh, trading at a great value, solid dividend. They can afford to increase their dividend threefold if they wanted to right now. So that, that's like, those are the things that I look into. I'm like, okay, I'm going to add this stock to the portfolio. And also long-term, you're, <clears throat> excuse me, you're thinking in terms of yield on cost, not so much dividend yield. Correct. So I'm also buying in at a time where prices are a little lower. So dividend yields are a little inflated, but not only that, let's say I hold these companies for 15, 20 years. Where is that dividend payout going to be? Cause they increase their dividends over time. Yes. Look at, div- look at dividend aristocrats to get into the dividend aristocrats. You have to increase your dividend for 25 plus years or more. Look at how many recessions we've had and how many downturns in the stock market where those companies are still raising their dividends during those crazy times. And the dividend kings are 50 years. 50 years. Right, so if you started there, you can at least be confident that those companies are going to raise their dividend every single year because they have been, how many, like you said, how many downturns in the last few years? Yeah, think about those dividend kings. Like, think about if you would have bought that company with 10 grand, 50 years ago when their dividend just started getting paying out and they consistently increased that for 50 years. Think about how much compound interest that is over that time. Well, that's somebody that's was 20 years old and now they're 70. They don't have to worry about money. No. And like, not even that. What if you caught it on the 20 year trend? You still have 30 years of growth, dude. Yeah. It's crazy. And like, 
So here's the other thing is, is people will say like, oh, well, dividends are irrelevant. You shouldn't invest for dividends. Like I get the, I, I get the idea behind it, but my point on that is, is I have separate portfolios. I have a dividend portfolio. I have a small growth portfolio. And then I have like my long, my retirements and then my, like my brokerage account that's solely made up of VTI. So I will say, well, I know in my retirement I'm covered because it's 98% VTI. I know my other taxable brokerage accounts, 100% VTI, and then I have my growth account. So I have all this other area that's focused on this. Now I have this area that's my dividend portfolio. So if I want to focus a little more on cash flow than dollar, you know, than dividend growth investing, or than buying stocks that they have the lower yield because that's what I have to do. No, I mean, if I find a good quality company like T Row or like my Jeppy, like that's a big higher dividend yielding portfolio that I have in there. That's fifteen percent of the portfolio. Do you have a sketchy? Well, hang on. I do this. Okay. I do this for cash flow. Like. Will it outperform the market every year? Probably not. Do I care? No, because I'm investing in that portfolio to pay me dividends. I'm not going out and I'm not blindly buying a company because it has a 14% dividend yield and I'm looking at, I'm not, you know, I'm just going to close my eyes and press buy because I know I'm going to earn 14%, even though, as we all know, look what happened to Rio and all these other companies as they're cutting their dividends. You got to, you got to look into it a little more. But once I figure that out and I get over that hump and that hurdle, I'm like, okay, I feel okay adding a four and a half percent dividend yield like T Row because they're down in price, but their dividend payout ratio and free cash flow payout ratio is only at thirty percent. You know, they have another thirty, forty percent. They they have wiggle room to even increase it or to keep it if they keep going down, whatever it is. That's where I come in at, and I'm like, okay, I am going to focus more on income in this portfolio because say me five years down the road, this dividend portfolio is, you know, tossing me out a thousand bucks a month. That may cover my bills. Yep. That's a goal. Yes, dude. Like that's the point. That's the reason why we invest. Now, if this dividend portfolio averages 7% over the course of 10 years and VOO does eight, am I going to be upset about that? I don't give two fucking shits. (laughs) Is 1% a lot over a long period of time? Sure. Am I going to care if I know I got my money coming to me every single month? No, that's, that's why. That's all about. So yes. Do you have enough money to right. live? Right. And the one thing that people need to understand is dividends definitely is a long game. For sure. Like one of the comments that I get the most is like, oh, 3% on 50000 Is that even worth it? Or like, check out blah, 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 QFBD, which has a 14%. Mm-hmm. And I talk about my videos, like I have a, a sketch level on dividend yield, which is like 7%. The only one I'm really over right now on that is probably Camping World. So it's probably like 8% for me right now because the share price drops or the dividend yield went up. What do you, how do you respond to those comments? Because I'm sure you get the same ones. Like, should people be focused on dividend yield when they're investing in a company? If if I'm going to start a dividend portfolio, I want the highest dividend. Mm-hmm. So should I be like, should people be putting in their dividend screen or like, or sort from like highest to lowest? It's a good question. So I know you have a screener. Yeah. Do you screen them or do you, 
where where is the dividend yield in your list of criteria for a dividend stock? Again, it, I think it comes back onto what your focus is. Like, are you focused on like if you're going to be a dividend investor or like a portion of your portfolio is for dividends? Are you focused more on dividend growth, like buying a lower yielding, good quality companies that are not? Where is on- that cutoff though? I would say like like three percent. Three percent. Two and a half, maybe. Yeah. So if there, if someone, if there's a dividend under three percent, their dividend growth. No, that no, not you can't always say that. <laughs> That's what I'm asking. But like generally. So what is the what is the fine line then? Well, it's not, you can't just say everything at two and a half and above is this. Everything you can't say that. But like generally, I would say around two and a half percent and above, I would believe to be your typical dividend stocks. So if you have a dividend yield under two and a half percent, Jesus Christ, you're a dividend growth stock. That doesn't mean that. No. Okay, so where's that line? I don't know. I don't know if there is a, an exact line, but... Is Apple a dividend stock? Yes. Any company that pays a dividend is a dividend stock. How could it not be? That's a bold statement. No, it's not. Just because they pay... it, like, Because this is an argument I... Uh, no, hang on. Let me say this. How could you say that a company is not a dividend stock if they're paying a dividend because a company can have a mission statement and a focus and that focus cannot be focused on dividends even though they do it so for example well how do you could you say they're not focused on dividends if they're doing it they are focused on for it. example when i owned the brewery we sold homebrew kits to people that were homebrewing beer right a very small percentage of our gross income if somebody said to me hey are you guys a homebrew shop are you guys a homebrew supplier? I would laugh. Like, no. But they'd be like, to your argument, you sell homebrew supplies. You must be a homebrew company. That's not the only type of company you are, though. Like, you could, they could also come in and say, are you a brewery? You have one mission statement as a company. So it was... So let me ask you this. Destination then. unknown beer company. So it was Apple Here, a dividend stock? I say No. I, I think their dividend is sprinkles. Doesn't matter. It still pays dividends. When I hear the word dividend stock versus growth stock versus whatever stock, but don't you think value stock? Don't you think there's companies that fit into both categories? No, I think there needs to be a line drawn. But I will say, no, I think Apple could be a growth or a dividend. I think you, the investor, need to draw that line. I don't think somebody. When I was saying to you, what's the line? I was waiting for you to be Does like, Does it really that. matter though? No, no, no. Yeah. that's the difference between debt snowball and debt avalanche. Yeah, but what I'm saying to you is, I will say no. Apple is not a dividend stock. Where you say yes, right? Or, or Does either, it matter? No. Right. But you, that's why I was asking what your definition of a You pay a dividend, was. I think you're a dividend. So stock. if you have a, 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 a 0.01% dividend yield, dividend you are stock. a dividend stock? Yep. And I can, all right, well, I'm going to say with. Because when I say dividend stock, that means that's a company that pays a dividend. I'm going to say with equal confidence that I think if you have less than a 1.5% dividend payer, you are you are trying to consider yourself a growth stock. You are not a dividend stock. Like if Apple showed up at the dividend party, would they be welcome? Yeah, absolutely. You are out of your fucking mind, dude. dude Apple's like Apple's like the guy who walks in and he's like the new freshman or redshirt in college. 
No, 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 no. Yes. Apple. But he's like the star player if the that's team, coming up. If the team is a dividend team, okay, Apple is the guy that has freaky talent that just got traded into the team and nobody wants him there, but the owners think it's a really good idea if he's there. Incorrect. Oh, God. This 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 is what's going to go viral. You are out of your fucking mind, okay? Apple comes into a dividend football team. They laugh at him. They hate his guts. Apple's the, like, they small, have... quick guy that's going to, like, grow over no. time because he's the redshirt oh, freshman. He might be able to grow on them. But the well, day, hang, that's the no, point I'm making. No, hang we're, on. We're talking the day he He's shows got, up at camp. Day he shows up on camp. His team hates him or loves him. His team, we are the the name of his team is the dividend stocks. Apple shows up. Team hates him or loves him. You can say it. I don't <laughs> go ahead. You can say it. They may be like, eh. This guy, like, this kid's maybe got some. You don't like baseball, but like Juan Soto's up on it. I don't not like baseball. I don't watch it. All right, there's not a team that would like wouldn't take Juan Soto. You're not up to date on the trade deadline. By the time this comes out, we'll already know where Juan Soto is. But everybody's like, doesn't matter. He everywhere he goes, everyone's gonna love Juan Soto because he can do everything. Okay. Are you saying that Apple could do everything? Because I know as a Met fan. Yes, I am saying that. We just got a guy from Pittsburgh that his only job is hit home runs. But I hate, I don't like to trade. What other company out there in Apple's standpoint that has the balance sheet that they do, that can grow their stock price like they do, that can outperform the market some years like they do, but also give their investors and shareholders a piece of the pie by paying cash to. The name of their team is the dividend stocks. Well, hang on. Now you're asking if, me two different questions. If the name of my team... The overall player... If the, if the name of my team is pepperoni pizza, I don't care how good vanilla ice cream is when he shows up. That's right. Because okay. he's not pepperoni pizza. He has nothing... Vanilla ice cream has nothing to do with pepperoni okay. pizza. So if my team name is, is the, the dividend, dividend investors, stocks. Yeah, invest, whatever. And Apple shows up. He's the vanilla ice cream. So let me ask you this then. Do you not take account for dividend stocks and what their share price has done and combine that together as the overall total return on a company? No, I think that has That's to do That's incorrect. With, you should be looking at that. That has to do with growth. What's your motives? No, your growth overall includes your dividend return. When you look at a stock for a dividend adjusted return, right? not just based solely on price because mm-hmm. you're getting that money. So that's also a return to you as an investor. When you look at a lot of these companies as a dividend adjusted return, a lot of these companies are performing very well, dude. I mean, I have them. I'm actually, I don't have them into my dividend portfolio. Yeah. I mean, like it's, it just goes back to say, man, like overall, like if I would, so here's another point to make to you like, Oh, if you're coming into this team, Look at the companies as a whole. Look at them and what they pay out their dividends and then look at their share price return, combine the two and see how they are as an overall company and as an overall stock. If you got a company who's paying out 3% every single year in dividends as a dividend yield of 3%, but then their share price over the past five years has declined 40%, <laughs> that's, a, that's a shitty company, dude. Like, that guy is the second string right fielder. You know what I mean? Like, so you got to look at these in, in two different ways. Now, 
if you're the income coach, like if you're the income investor and you're the coach of the team, well, then you may put three and a half percenter out there as the starter because that's what you're focused on. But again, I look at these companies as a whole and what it comes down to is the total return. Even as someone like myself who wants that total income coming into my portfolio, I want that to increase a little bit and I am focusing on maybe companies that aren't going to grow as much in share price but will pay me out more in a dividend yield. I'm okay with that because that's my focus. It all comes down onto what you are as an investor. Is Apple a dividend stock? Yes, because they pay a dividend. What is it like as an overall stock? I think it's a great stock overall as well because of the total return and dividends you get. You made me, I was so, huh. I love the dividend before this. But then, <laughs> oh like, my God, you, dude. You dividend investors are like, you're like you, just, you won't give it up. Apple, Apple is not a dividend stock. How are they? You haven't proved me. In, in, Apple is a growth stock. You all the things, all the best qualities about Apple. Can I ask you a question? All of the best qualities of Apple that you've stated have you stated are seen, all growth metrics. Have you seen that video where the guy goes around and asks people like, "What's a woman?" Yeah, yeah. So and they're all like, "Oh, yeah." What's a dividend stock? A dividend stock is a stock whose revenue has plateaued, whose margin has plateaued and remained consistent. Incorrect. And. Incorrect. I know, dude. Major. Oh. Right, can I answer the question? Go ahead. Can I answer the Go question? Ahead. Okay. And who knows that they've reached their target market to the max of their abilities, and they are going to use a large portion of their revenues not towards growth and marketing, but to paying back investors over time, growing that dividend over time, and thanking them for sticking with such a large reputable company. And if I had to put a percentage on it, I am going to say that roughly 2% is going to be the give or take. I don't think... What justifies that? I don't think that you can put yourself in the growth party if you're paying a large dividend over 2%. Because I think, like Warren Buffett said, I think you should be taking that 2% dividend and growing your company like you said you would. So what if you look at a growth company and they they underperform that dividend stock as a dividend adjusted return. That was a lot of words. What? What if, What would you say to a company, or what do you say about a growth company? Apple. That No. That underperforms a dividend-paying company. The company sucks. The growth company sucks. They can be wrong. Right. So, first, I want to say this, though. Are you, you talking me into a corner? You mentioned, yeah, kind of. <laughs> You mentioned a few things. Oh gosh, he, he was taking notes as I was on that last rant about companies that are dividend stocks. That was very incorrect. You said flat revenue, flat growth. When I say flat, you know what I mean by flat. No, I don't because all ninety percent. I would say ninety nine, but I would. I don't know off the top of my head, but nine because this is a metric I look at in all the companies I invest in. Nine, I would say comfortably ninety percent of the companies I own in my portfolio are all growing revenue consistently over the past 10 years. Is that There pri- may have been a couple drops is here Is that there. their primary focus? What's any business's uh, uh, primary I, focus? I, I, yeah, I, growing I, revenue. I walked myself into yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, of course you want to make more money every year. Yes. But companies are expected to make more money over a year, but I think it's safe to say that some companies exceed expectations of business growth and some don't. I would say there's and different some, types and, of. And I would some, say there's different and some, tiers of growth for and sure, so, and some fall below for sure. Okay, so the ones that exceed the average growth of companies, okay, could be considered growth stocks. 
are also dividend. What if they could, what if they're could, could be considered could be considered gross stocks? What if they pay a dividend too? I didn't say anything about that. Okay. I said, would you consider them gross stocks? Absolutely. If you exceed yep. revenue growth. Yep. Okay. Now, by accident, they might pay <laughs> by accident. Let's say Camping World, for example. Are they a gross stock or a dividend stock? What's the revenue look like? It's decreased. Oh well, see that's uh, how many years has it has it decreased? They had a COVID year. I would say they definitely are a, a dividend focused stock. Yeah. Okay. So at their shareholder meetings, they're saying, "Here's our revenue. It's not blowing anybody out of the water, but it's you decreasing. But you, the person that's sitting here as a shareholder, the thing you care about is, are we going to cut our dividends? That's that's not correct." When Disney cut its revenue, did anybody care about, I mean, when Disney cut its dividend, did their shareholders care more about the revenue of the company or the fact that their dividends got cut? Oh, well, yeah, that's, I mean, you definitely care if the dividend's okay. getting cut. AT&T. Did everyone stick with AT&T until they did what? Cut their dividend. Because people were invested in them because they paid a dividend. But that's not why people that's not the only reason why people buy companies. When I was invested in AT&T when you were invested in AT&T, did you care if their revenue was up or down as long as they paid their dividend? No. Okay. So, revenue didn't matter for them because uh, actually I take that back. No. no, no yes. No. no, I do. I take because I just stated 90% Dude, of You and I listen, justified their debt. 90% of my companies I just stated that are growing in revenue because that is one of the most important metrics I look at in any company. So I'm cherry picking companies right now. No, because I would definitely say there is a time where some companies who maybe are not as growth focused and they are flatlined and How they're paying. How did this episode a, turn into growth first dividend? <laughs> literally, we've been talking about it for 45 minutes. Okay, but it's fine. This is this is stuff that. I'm curious what people think. Too. I, I don't know if we're going to be friends at this conversation. <laughs> we may fist fight. Who knows? That's not good for you. <laughs> if we're trying to pin people, you might be able to pin me. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> we could throw hands now. <laughs> got old man strength. Go ahead. Tell me. Tell me how. Oh, you got me distracted, dude. Yeah. Tell I've me thrown how- hands plenty of time, baby. <laughs> tell me how. Yeah, you no, would have done yeah. it last week if I wasn't there. <laughs> it, tell me how growth stocks also can yeah. show up at a dividend party because they pay a dividend. Okay. You also said dividend stocks are flat growing companies. That's not true. You know what I meant by no? Flat? Because there's plenty of three percent dividend payers that are growing their revenue over time, every over year, over year. Yeah, but I'm saying with the average growth. Like the expected yeah, growth of a company, like inflation, right? You should, your your business should grow revenue. Bro, I'll agree with you on this. There are companies that are growth companies because they're growing more consistent. They're growing at a faster rate than most dividend paying companies. I will agree with you on that, but I will not agree with you on saying that Apple is not a dividend paying stock because they pay a fucking dividend. They can also be a growth I mean, stock as well. If can, you, can, you, can you agree with me on this? A growth company could pay a line, dividend. That's the line of dividend growth, which for me is 1.5% to 2. See, like that's just something. That's just, you're just pulling numbers out of your ass, though. That's I did say it's personal. Okay, well, that's fine. Then I'm okay with that. But like. But let me say, uh, so Home Depot, growth stock or dividend stock? Uh, dividend growth. 
No, I didn't, that wasn't one of the choices. Well, that's not an option, though. Like, I know I didn't give that. They're option. a growth and a, a they, dividend stock. Are they are they more focused on growing their dividend or growing their growth? I would say they're probably more focused on growing the business. Okay, uh, Apple. Same. Okay, Pepsi. Same. Incorrect, dude. You don't think Pepsi's trying to like grow too? Nope. I think they're perfectly happy with their numbers. I think if you told what's going to happen if they just flatline because they're consistently growing. I think if you told them that their revenue would would follow the trend of inflation, I think they'd be okay with that. Follow the trend of inflation. Inflation skyrocketed. I'm saying like to the point that a business should grow its revenue to sustain existence. I think if you said to Pepsi. Do I think a company like, okay, let's do that? Because I think I know what you're getting Are they at. trying to acquire anybody? Like Pepsi's let's not like, trying to like... Oh, yeah. All the time. They just acquired the energy drink, comp- energy drink company. Uh, Cirrus or Citrus? No, but t- two, three years ago. Yeah, I mean, dude, they're trying to grow. Like like businesses are always going to try to grow. Now, is is Pepsi also focused on a, you know, keeping that dividend payment where it's at and growing it year over year? Absolutely. See, I think that Disney didn't give a shit about cutting their dividend because they think they're a growth stock. No, I think they knew that they couldn't afford it because the business making money as a whole couldn't afford to continue to grow like they were going to, but also continue to grow the dividend like they were as well. I think they just got put into predicament where like, well, shit, one of these scenarios are going to suck. We yeah. need to cut off the dividend. But that's why you got to be important. You they know. have an identity crisis. No, it's not identity at all. They, it's, they don't, Disney doesn't know if they're Okay, a hang on. Let me ask you, here's a, as a business owner, because we're both business owners, are you more focused on paying out your bonuses to employees or are you more focused on keeping the business alive during a downtrending of the business? I don't think anybody should get bonuses if the business is downtrending. I own, a bre- I own the brewery like you mentioned. That's the point I'm making, though. If the money isn't coming in, if the money isn't coming in, right? You're going to cut your bonuses. Right. So I grow the company and everyone rises with us or I, I don't. If growing the business and not is a partner to me. I also would have employees that were like, hey, and I've had employees that work for free that were like, hey, I know we're not in a growth phase. I'm in for the long haul. I'm going to work for you at this amount. I don't expect anything else. I know there's going to be good times, down times. I know there's going to be times where you say, hey, I got to pay you next week. I'll get you in full. Unless the pay stops completely. Right, but I also know at the brewery or anywhere that we can get to a point. Like I used to work in a pizzeria in West Side. It was crazy. Right where I live. There was only so many people that could order pizza on a Friday night. It was only so busy. Like the best night that my boss ever had was going to be the best night he'll ever have. Right? As far as volume. Now over time, from five years ago to now, is the amount of money that he makes on that most busy night go up? Yes. Because of inflation and the value of the dollar and just general trends. If my boss or like my business, the brewery, we knew that we had to grow quickly to buy more material. But the reason I got out of the brewery is because we reached the plateau level and Chris wanted to go up to the next level. We did a podcast episode with him. He wanted to try and get to the next level where I was okay with the plateau. I was okay with, hey, everyone's making this. 
Job's pretty easy. Let's do it. We were a dividend stock. I got out because we became a dividend company. He bought me out because he wanted to be a growth company. I don't know what you're talking about with bonuses. Like Disney, like they laid people. The bonuses are the dividends is what I was like replicating. They laid people off like. Yeah, because they. They were a growth stock. Lost a bunch of. They were a growth stock that failed. So they. I just don't think it really. Like I still believe if you pay a dividend. Like right now, if Disney is not paying a dividend, they're not a dividend stock. I'm not buying Disney for a dividend stock. Right, but why didn't they defend their dividend? Because their business is going under, not going under, but because because they were a growth stock. No, I don't think it has anything to do with it. Like you would say the same thing. Look at Pepsi, okay? Because you keep replicating Pepsi as a dividend company. Mm-hmm. If Pepsi, I think all the, the quintessential. Dividend okay, company. perfect. Then if Pepsi, because I agree with you, I think Pepsi is a dividend stock. If Pepsi, all of a sudden in Q3 coming next earnings announcement. They had a 30% decline in earnings from expected. They had many brands that were failing all of a sudden. No one was buying their stuff. What's the first thing they're going to do? I don't think they're cutting their dividend. Get the fuck out of here, dude. I don't think they are. I don't No way. They have to. So these companies that we were talking about before. If they're these dying. These dividend kings that have been around for 50 years. You don't think they've ever had downtrends in revenue? It depends how big of a downtrend it you is. Don't th- 50 years. What if you have Over the what if you have a full years. year, full four quarters of free cash flow not being able in, to pay the dividend? In the last 50 years. I would sell that stock. In the last 50 years of those dividend kings, you don't think any of them had a full year of negative revenue growth? Oh, maybe. Right. But, but I don't want to have that in my portfolio. I just don't want it. But they're, now you're talking about some of the dividend kings that you wouldn't want in your portfolio. I, I probably wouldn't, dude. Like, if I saw it was a dying company that I thought was going One down. Year. say Okay, so say it's two years. How many of the dividend or is the dividend kings do you think have had two years of revenue growth? I don't know. I wouldn't say... I don't know. I'm not sure. Can you... So how, can, well, that's a, that's a good question. How you, long... Yeah, can you decrease... Can you decrease how long revenue? can a company sustain losses quarter over quarter and keep raising the dividend year over year? That's a good question because I don't know. Neither do I. Maybe we'll end it there. We'll try. That's like we gotta get some good vibes in us and like yeah. get to the Google. That's a good point though. Do you think real quick? Last I'm curious. Question. Like, how many? Or I don't even know this. You might know this. I'm not Do you know how many dividend kings there are? Fifty uh, years or more? Twenty? Yeah, around probably twenty, twenty-five, maybe. I don't, okay. I don't know. I have to look. So, so out of those, 20, we got a list on the dividend <laughs> tracker. <laughs> out of those twenty, twenty-five. Two years in a row, negative revenue. I don't know, dude. No idea. I'm not even gonna say a number because I have no idea. Would like not holding a gun to your head, like less than five? Over fifty years, two years of consistent And the two years of negative revenue growth. Year a quarter quarter, over quarter. Eight quarters in a row. I would have to say not many. Less than five. Yeah, I mean say five. Of twenty, say five of them. What would that be? Twenty percent? Yeah. Sure, maybe. I dude, complete guess. No idea. Because that would that would help an argument either way. Like if you, if oh, for sure it would I if twenty percent of them have had negative revenue growth, but still continue to raise their dividend, I think that would be a strong argument for they were more dividend focused than growth re- revenue focused. Like, do you think the CEO? I see what you're saying. Do you, do you think the CEO of 
AT&T knew that their stock, quote unquote. Oh, they were definitely a dividend stock. They knew that they were, they, they sat there and they're like, if we cut this dividend, we are fucking finished. Yes. We are finished. Yeah. So I said at the beginning of the episode, there are companies out there who people buy solely for the dividend. Okay. But you have to still buy, but here's me as an investor, a dividend investor. Yes. People do that. Is that the right thing? I don't know. But for me, I know I'm buying good quality companies that pay dividends on top of it. I'm not like, did I own T? Yes. Do I own them now? No. Because I kind of learned my lesson. What was that lesson? Don't buy a company strictly on a dividend yield. Like T Row, did I buy it because it is a higher dividend yielding focused company? Yes. Why did I do that? It's consistently grown its revenue year over year. It's got a fortress of a fucking balance sheet. I mean, their current ratio is like six, which typically you like to see 1.5 or higher. They're grow- I already said they're growing revenue. They're consistently growing their dividend. Payout ratio and free cash flow payout ratio is only like 30%. They have plenty of room to grow that dividend. They can they so here's the the risk with T a company like T Row is their assets under management has decreased. Not a shocker. Declining stock market. People may be pulling out money, whatever. Not worried about that. Over time, this company has proven itself over and over and over again. It's in a it's in a, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you know, they're like a retirement focus type company, a financials company. Like it's in a company that I believe in that I think will be able to withstand time and keep growing over time. That's the stuff I like to invest in. So you're saying to become a dividend king, you might have two years of negative revenue growth, Maybe. but over 50 years, because two years over 50 is not a lot. Not a lot. Over 50 years, you have to be up. You have to be continually growing revenue. I think so. I mean, to a point, yeah. Like, I will say this. I bet a lot of the companies on the Dividend Kings have not grown revenue. So if somebody DM'd you and they're like, hey, JJ, I got this 25-stock dividend portfolio, which is currently yielding me 0.25%, you would say... 0.25%? Yeah. I would say, cool. <laughs> Keep going at it. Like, cool. Yeah. That's their dividend portfolio. If they had a 20 stock. I'm not there to change their mind on what they're doing. Okay. Maybe I worded that wrong. Okay. It's different what you say out loud and what you're thinking in your head. If somebody had a 20 stock quote dividend portfolio and the yield on that, you, you own the dividend tracker. Mm-hmm. If you were, you can't because you don't see other people's accounts. But if you had access to everyone's accounts and you were scrolling and you saw somebody's was at 0.25% yield on cost, you wouldn't be like, oh man, that guy's got to add some more dividend stocks. Not at all. No, because he could have 90% of his portfolio in NVIDIA that pays a 0.1% dividend and then he could have another 10% in something like Apple that's 0.5%. Is NVIDIA a growth stock or a dividend stock? Dividend. It's a dividend growth stock. It's both. That's the argument I'm trying to tell you. What is, is the cutoff for that? If you pay a dividend or not. No, you said dividend growth. It's a dividend growth stock. You said AT&T. Is AT&T a dividend growth stock? No. Okay, so what is the cutoff? Dividend Don't have a number. Roughly. No idea. 
So when I give, a, I'll say this. When I give you a company like Nvidia, how do you say it so quickly? There has because to be a known. There has to be a threshold. I want it on the record. What is a dividend growth stock? I don't have a. I don't have a number, dude. You just like. I'd have to look at. Let me pull my. All right, no, recording. I don't know. I don't have a. I don't have a like a fine line. I can't pull something out of my ass. It's just random numbers. I don't know. I just know that when you look on the opposite end of the spectrum and say in a company like Nvidia who pay, pays 0.1 percent dividend yield, who has a 0.1 percent dividend yield, and then you got a company like AT and T who used to have an 8 percent yield, like obviously one's more focused on the other. One's more growth type versus dividend strictly dividend payments right where's that line can i can i tell you this where's that line doesn't be? fucking matter where's that what line? does it matter what because i want to know <laughs> it doesn't matter though i want to know what is a dividend stock a company who pays a dividend but that's, that's not the question you're asking me you're asking me where the okay the what's, cut a di- off what's, is a for, div- what's a dividend growth stock i don't have an answer for you I don't know what the I don't know what the number should be because there's going to be different scenarios regardless. I could tell you a company who has a 2.5 percent dividend yield, but they still will be a dividend growth focus because they're growing their dividend and their share price is growing over time as well. I don't have a cutoff for you. I think that's a safe answer. T row could be the same thing. T row could be considered dividend growth if they're going to consistently grow their dividend over time and grow their stock price. I think it's a cop out. Doesn't matter. Who cares? I don't. Th- why you're why, the one that wants the answer? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Why can't you put an answer on it? I did. I think that's. I think that's a bullshit answer. What that I said? If they pay a dividend, it's a no, dividend said, stock. I can't put a number on it. I, I think, don't know. I think if I, stopped, I'm telling you, I don't know. I think if I stopped record, you'd be like, yeah, one point seven five. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I have no idea because there's that's that goes back to exactly what I'm saying. You could have a 1.75 dividend yield stock that is still uh solely focused on or focused on growing their company. Right, cuz they're a growth stock if their dividend yield is 0.75. No, dude. <laughs> that's what you said. I think it's just a def- like the, the, I'm trying to prove a point for you that there's no point to be proven. So Apple is a growth stock. No, they're a dividend growth. Why? Because they pay a dividend. How many times I got to say this? It has nothing to do with the percentage of the dividend yield. I don't even give a shit about that. I'm saying... So Apple is a dividend growth stock, and you don't even know... Regardless of if you knew what their dividend was. If I told you that Apple's dividend was 10%, so I will say this. Any company... That is, I'll, I'll give you, I'll think of this will make you feel a little better. I, I want to feel good. I feel pretty good. Any company that is growing their dividend, you know, at least 2% or higher every year okay. is focused on growing their dividends. So they're a dividend stock. They're, well, they could, no. <laughs> That's a dividend growth. That didn't make me feel better. Well, I think what we, I think what I think dividend growth and what you think dividend growth is two separate things. Well, I've already established what I think dividend growth is. You, you have be around the bush. I want you to put a definition on dividend growth in terms of dividend yield. I don't have it. I already, I told you this whole episode. I don't, know, I don't know. I think it depends on the company. I here's a okay. Here's how I'll answer that. I think it depends on the company, not the yield. 
like if the company's flat growing, then yeah, they're not a dividend growth stock like AT&T. Like if AT&T had a 1.25% dividend yield, I would still say like they're probably not a growth dividend growth stock. Now, what's the chances of dividend growth stocks paying or what's the chances of like a solely a dividend stock, how you want to, <laughs> I guess, account for that, which I don't give a shit. I think there's companies where the board of directors cares more about preserving their dividend than growing their revenue. Well, then Apple or then AT&T wouldn't be a part of that because they never would have cut their dividend. They had to. Because they weren't growing the business. They were a failed. That's, what I'm ma- that's the whole point I'm making. They're, they're a failed dividend stock. They failed at what they're good at. Because they're not consistently growing the company. They failed at what If you're growing your dividend year over year like Apple, like AT&T was, you're growing your business. No company can consistently I grow think, their dividend and not grow their business. I think, I think AT&T... Can you agree with me on that? I think AT&T put themselves in the position because instead of focusing on their debts and their acquisitions, they focused on preserving their dividend for way too long. I think the money that they paid out in dividends trying to be a quote dividend stock, they could have used to pay off their debts and that would have saved their company. Oh, definitely. Do I but see here's here's where I stand on that though. That's another reason why I got out of that company. I don't buy companies that are solely focused on paying a dividend. So maybe all my companies are dividend stocks except for Jeppy, which is a covered call ETF. No, I think I definitely agree. I think I would say all my companies are. I think one of the reasons that I think one of the reasons that Amazon, I mean not Amazon, AT and T crashed, is because they they focused too much on the dividend. I would agree with you on that. But I think there's also some companies that focus too much on growth. I think a company like Amazon, and that's why I keep saying them because they're in my brain. I think a company like Amazon should start to preserve shareholders, and I think they should they need to start. Or let me. I would. I would Google. I would never own Berkshire Hathaway because their returns are average to the of ETI and they don't pay a dividend. I think more people would buy a $250,000, $300,000 share of Berkshire Hathaway if they paid even a 1% dividend. So I think it goes both ways. I think you could be too focused on being a dividend stock and that ruins your business. And I think there's going to be some tech and growth companies that go out of business because they lose the support of their shareholders because they are so stubborn. You think the company goes out of business just because of shareholders? I think it's our, I think there's a lot more to we it. We know that the share price does not affect the total price or market cap of the company. Well, it affects the market well, cap. But, like, yeah. but I think that if there's no public interest... I think your company will go down. Oh yeah, supply and demand. Yeah, I think I yeah. think I think a company the reason they want I think why does Elon Musk want Tesla to be $1000? Cuz he wants people talking about it. And if the public yeah. interest goes away, I think you're fucked. So I think there's some definitely some businesses out there that would benefit from giving a a small dividend but being a dividend growth stock like Apple, giving some dividend yeah. I would no, say you're right. You're I right. would say there's a large majority of people that would not invest in Apple if they didn't pay even the 0.6%. Like if Apple at this point was like, I'm not paying any dividends, go fuck yourself. I think that's how people feel about Berkshire Hathaway. Hmm. I feel that way about Berkshire Hathaway. I would buy a share of Berkshire Hathaway if it was giving me some sort of kickback. But but they could say the kickback is the growth in share price. Which is below average of VTI. Is it? I don't know that. Yeah, it's below average. Hmm. They have the, they're fickle. They're up and down. It's it's not Here's anything amazing thing. to tie up two hundred fifty grand, three hundred grand in one share. To wrap up this podcast. No, I will debate this shit all fucking night. Uh, we probably will. 
I think it comes down to like, you know, you can look into this as much as you want, but ultimately I don't give a shit. I'm buying good quality companies. I'm buying good quality ETFs that are going to pay me my dividends. You know, a couple of few years down the road, I'm hoping they're paying for my expenses. So if all of your dividend stocks, quote unquote, drop to a 0.25 dividend yield, you're, you're dope. You're Gucci. Yeses. No, because I told you I'm buying for income as well. And that would be a cut in all my dividend stocks or else those things fucking skyrocketed in share price, which would be sweet. I'd be fine with that. You'd be okay. Yeah. Now, if they're cutting the dividend to that, no, that's not good. I wouldn't like that at all. Back to Disney. If you were a Disney shareholder over the last three years, you stoked? Don't F with the mouse, they say. Am I stoked that they cut their dividend and they're... And they haven't grown. See, yeah, I mean, I don't know about Disney's okay. business model. So it's kind of hard to say. I saw there's a lot like, of angry Disney fans out okay. there. Okay. Yeah, I mean, t- Tesla's on the way down, too. I don't know what the revenue I don't even know anything about Disney. I, don't, I haven't looked at them in a while. But, like, if I knew they cut their dividend, yeah, that would suck. So, for the record. Because their businesses is probably doing bad if they're cutting their dividend. So, for the record, there's gross stocks, yep. there's dividend stocks, and there's sure. dividend gross stocks. But there's no metric in your eyes that you can use to define each one of those three categories. Well, I can define two of them for sure. Go ahead. Growth is not paying a dividend. Dividend's paying a dividend. Okay. Easy. Because all other companies, if they're not paying a dividend, they're trying to grow. Those are quantitative measures. I'll take that. But no... I don't have a metric to give you on dividend growth. I don't. Should I? Maybe. I don't know. But I don't have one. How in this court? I'm curious. I think it's more of a I think it's more of a personal like belief on what you think is what. Like how you have your like fine line for what's a dividend stock. Like, cool, that can be what your thing is, but that doesn't mean that's what I believe it is. But do you would you agree that I mean maybe not? I, I mean I think you've made it quite clear that if I told you that a company had a point one percent Dividend payout. It's a dividend company. You wouldn't call them a dividend company, but you said you would. No, it would be a dividend company because they're paying a dividend. Would you put them in your portfolio? If I liked the company and I liked the business and I thought they were going to grow over time, sure. Do you have a company that you don't own strictly because it doesn't own a dividend? And even if they did pay 0.1%, you'd buy them? No, because I would just own them in my growth portfolio. Let's use Berkshire Hathaway because I'm I'm not putting you under the yeah, table. No, you're good. I'm Go saying to myself, if Berkshire Hathaway, no, I don't have a company like that. If Berkshire Hathaway came out and said, Brad, I'm going to give you 0.2 percent, I might buy one share of Berkshire Hathaway. I don't have a company like that because you know what my company would be if it was like that. What Google. But I also believe in the growth of that company as well, so that's why I keep buying it. Do you think? To to my stock, do you think Berkshire Hathaway continues to grow and exceed and beats the S and P five hundred? I don't know. So should they be paying a dividend? Because the reason I don't invest in them is see, I, I don't want. I don't s- think they can consistently beat the S and P five hundred. I don't want to say they should be because obviously Warren Buffett and those other guys on that team are get, ten times smarter than me. No, I'll get Warren Buffett on here and ask him why he had, can't beat the S and P five hundred. He would just. So consistently, I don't know this. So I didn't know this. So consistently, I thought Warren Buffett always beat the S and P. I'll tell you right now what Burke A is over the last five years. Like I don't think because oh, I am curious. I don't know. I don't think they have. Sorry for people that are listening. Uh, Burke A 
Burke A last five years is up seventy five percent. Okay. Okay. Do S and P. They're currently trading for four hundred and fifty. Doesn't matter. Four hundred fifty-two thousand. Okay. That's a lot. I was saying that is two, a lot. Three. Oh yeah, that's a lot. Okay, so they're up one hundred ninety-five thousand dollars over the last five years. Can I use VOO or Spy? Which one do you want me to use? Uh, do I guess just do Spy? Okay. Spy. You rep- should just type in S and P and it'll pop up. But go ahead. Um, S and P, five years, sixty-six point eight percent. Okay, so Berkshire is outperforming them. Yeah. By almost ten percent, which is a lot. Now let me ask you this though. Spy gives a um, one point something percent, one point four seven. Okay. So would you take Spy at sixty six point eight percent and a one point four five percent dividend yield versus Burke A with the seventy five percent and no dividend? Mm, I wonder what I guess what that I don't know what that total adjusted return would be over time. Would you just take well, the 1.66? Well, this is Robinhood, so the 66 includes a dividend, I think. I, I don't know if that does or not. I don't, who knows with Robinhood? Mm. Five, five years, you're Burgay. Depends on my focus. Like, well, I'll, I'll tell you this. Will I ever own a stock in my dividend portfolio that doesn't pay a dividend? No. Because I have my stuff organized the way I do. Well, then it can't be a dividend portfolio. But you do own stocks that don't pay dividend. Correct. Because for growth. Yeah. I do both. You don't have to be one or the other. Yes, you do. No, that's no. You can do whatever you want. Unless you want to define. <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to go in circles here. Yeah, we could. I can't wait till we end this podcast and he tells me that Apple is not a dividend stock. Don't worry, guys. It's not going to happen. Dividend <laughs> stock. I hope we fired you up in the car. Yeah. They were probably wanting to get on the conversation on this one. I hope like Twilight, you're either Team Brad or Team JJ on this one. Always. I hope so. Which I feel like usually is 50-50. I hope you leave a comment in Apple like, I hate this Brad guy. Or JJ thinks that Apple's a dividend stock. What a douche. What a douche. (laughs) He has a tank top on too. All right, guys. Uh, Two weeks in a row. Next episode. Next week, tell your friends. Take it easy.